Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Monday, the 17th of October. And as usual, with all the information contained in this podcast, it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. All right, well, let's get into it. We had uh, another uh, negative session on the Dow on Friday night. Once again, we saw consumers in the US raising their expectations for future inflation. So really nothing has changed in the US market. Despite that big rally we saw uh, last week at one stage, it has reversed to some extent, closing the week on its uh, on a negative tone, really. Dow Jones closing down 404 points, pretty close to its low which was 424 points down, 390 points up. So that big 1,500-point reversal we saw on the back of that really big inflation number starting to be unwound. So it looks more and more like it was that short-covering rally that we talked about in the newsletter last week. Uh, Dow Jones closing down 1.3%, 29,635. The Nasdaq was down a big 3.1%. 328 points, 10,321. Not good news there. And the S&P 500 in the middle for Diddle, down 2.25% or 83 points to 35.87. Interestingly, the VIX index pretty much unchanged, 31.93 on the VIX index. Looking at uh, European markets, they were slightly better, but that will all get unwound this afternoon, I would imagine. Stock 600 was up 2 points or 0.6%. FTSE uh, was up 9 points, 0.1%. Germany up 0.7%. France up 09 And Spain up half a percent. But it was those US consumer expectations that really hurt the market. And we do have a slew of numbers coming out as well this week. Tesla, Netflix, Johnson & Johnson amongst the big ones coming out this week. So that is certainly uh, something to keep in mind. Federal Reserve Bank uh, Chief of uh, St. Louis, uh, James Bullard, said the central bank's aggressive interest rate hikes so far have made relatively small waves in financial markets. Well, he's obviously not looking at the performance of the Dow and the Nasdaq. I don't know if that's a small wave, but certainly it is a wave that's come crashing down on some investors. In terms of U.S. stocks on the market on Friday, we did get some of the U.S. banks reporting. JP Morgan was up 1.7%. Citigroup up 0.7%. Goldman down 2.3%. Bank of America up 0.03%. Nothing there. Wells Fargo up 1.9%. Block, the artist formerly known as Square, was down 8.4%. Bitcoin was down 0.6%. Don't forget that Block does have quite a large exposure to cryptocurrencies. So Jack Dorsey, a bit of a fan of crypto. Uh, Block, as a result, has a bit of a uh, leverage effect on that one. Looking at some of the commodities overnight, we saw the oil price come crashing down again. Uh, It was on a bit of a roll, but uh, not to be on Friday, down 3.3%, $3.13 for Brent crude, 91.63, WTI, 3.9% down. Uh, $3.49 to $85.95. Gold price coming under pressure, down 1.4% again in US dollars. And we did see the US dollar index pushing higher again. 
0.84%. One thing that certainly has stood out from this recent bout of volatility, and this was supposedly the great attraction of crypto, is that the US dollar would lose, lose its position as reserve currency of the world. Well, if anything, it actually has gained the ascendancy in that at the moment. The Aussie dollar, 62 cents. Big, big falls there for the Aussie dollar. Uh, obviously, it is exposed to China and it is seen as a proxy for Chinese growth. And we did see President Xi talking over the weekend, warning about Taiwan and still going for that all-out victory in COVID-19. So that is going to put a little bit of a dampener on any stimulus that uh, the Chinese authorities are trying to put through the market to get their economy back up and running at full capacity. So that's going to take its toll there. As far as energy goes, we did see uh, energy is now the only sector in the S&P 500 expected by analysts at Credit Suisse to post possible earnings revision, positive earnings revision, that is. A U.S. oil giants uh, Exxon and Chevron are reporting on October the 28th. And this week, of course, it is 35 years since the October 87 crash, October the 20th. So heading into the countdown there. As far as commodities go last night, LME Copper was down 0.7. That's Dr. Copper slipping again on the back of that uh, loosening of global growth expectations. Uh, we saw nickel down 3%, aluminium uh, down nearly 2%, zinc down 0.6%, lead down 0.8%, and tonne down 1.1%. So miners overseas, some big, big falls in BHP and Rio in ADR terms. So obviously that's going to have an effect on our market. BHP was down 3.8%. Rio down 4.8%. Freeport McMoran down 5.9%. Alcoa down 6.2%. Tech managed a 2.5% gain, but Anglo down 2.1%. Glencore down 0.8%. Vale down 4.4%. And Arbomile down 7.2% in the lithium space. Our SPY futures, I'm sure you're all looking forward to me telling you that, but our SPY futures down 102 points, 1.5%. Last week, the index moved four points in the end, down four points on the week. Uh, that was a big week for our market, but uh, only four points in terms of the change in our market, but 102 points off again today. So we'll be looking back down towards 66.50 on the ASX 200, down 1.5% there. And we do see uh, the state of the Australian labour market later this week, uh, with uh, the ABS releasing its monthly jobs data. In August, the jobless rate lifted slightly to 3.5%, as more people started looking for work after many bowed out of the job market due to winter illnesses. And in some corporate news today, Kiwi Insurer Tower has upgraded its earnings guidance for the year. And uh, Resolute RSG is doing the rounds this week ahead of a possible capital raise. They're out and about with their dog and pony show uh, talking to brokers. So expecting a some sort of uh, capital raise hitting the market at some stage. 200 million is one of the numbers mentioned in the press this morning. Over the weekend, Star has been fined. Star Entertainment has been fined about 100 million bucks. And the Qantas buyback timing has been queried by analysts. This comes at a time where Qantas is trying to rebuild its balance sheet, rebuild its staff numbers, and get on top of its performance. At the same time, it is using that capital to buy back its shares. So certainly some analysts querying whether that is the appropriate strategy that Qantas has. Also today, we are seeing some... Uh, 
Some relatively big changes, I guess, at Monodelphus. It's their AGM today, and we're seeing some board changes there. And sadly, the IGO uh, group, uh, the CEO and MD, has passed away suddenly over the weekend. So not great uh, news for IGO. A new uh, CEO or a new interim CEO has been appointed, and they'll, obviously they'll be looking for a new a CEO. Uh, CSL out this morning as well with a Vifor market briefing. I guess this will be the first time that we've had a, uh, a proper briefing from uh, CSL, which has uh, obviously taken over that massive global pharmaceutical company, Vifor. And Calix has announced Dr. Louise Kite as Chief Technology Officer and General Manager of Sustainable Processing. So a little bit of news out from them this morning. Um, but uh, our market certainly... Uh, will show uh, signs of weakness today and those material stocks, BHP and Rio, will be leading us down. The banks also may come under a little bit of pressure. They have performed very, very well in the last few sessions. So we may see some selling in the banks, although the US banks held up remarkably well, I guess. 10 years in the US, 4.02%. Aussie 10 years, 406 It's a long, long time since I've seen... Aussie and US 10 years, a very similar price, very similar yield. So that is an interesting one there. Iron ore uh, up 0.6% in um, Asian trade ahead of that Chinese meeting over the weekend. Nothing really else on the corporate news early this morning. Uh, We have got a Metcash Investor Day and Trading Update. Telex, TLX, the Chinese NMPA, has approved the pivotal study Phase 3 of TLX591 for prostate cancer imaging. So there might be a little bit of action there. And IAG has announced on-market share buyback there um, after the uh, court case on last week. And they have announced that um, the on-market buyback of up to $350 funded in a reduction by... Uh, in the business interruption provision, which it had been putting in place, but that court case going in its favour on the week last week. So uh, as a result, they've been able to put that buyback back in place. Question of the day today, the Aussie dollar, 62 cents, obviously going to affect lots of people if you're travelling to the US or even to Asia. If you're paying for Asian holidays in US dollars, well, it's going to hurt, I have to say. Get used to the $30 cocktails Um, if not even higher. So question of the day today is how low will the Aussie dollar go? I haven't seen too many predictions yet of 55 cents or 60 cents, but certainly 62 cents is a pretty low level. Luckily, if you're going to the UK or Europe on your holidays, the pound and the euro are equally as weak as the continuing charge of the US dollar plays out, which is causing an awful lot of problems for an awful lot of countries at the moment, which have to raise their interest rates to play catch up with the US as money is being sucked in to the US at the moment into the US dollar as well. So 102 points on the SPY today. Resources definitely will be uh, hit relatively hard, I guess. BHP, uh, one of those with that fall in the ADR price. Banks maybe a little little less uh, whacked. But uh, certainly the market's not going to be a great day today. Well, that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day and may the trading gods be with you.